The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I am joined today by the Pennsylvania-based band uh, Almost Honest. My co-host Brendan will be here. He's just running a little late today, but expect him to drop into the uh, recording a little later on. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, thank you for having us. Anytime. What? I don't, I don't think I... Yeah, I mean, you reached out to me recently with a new single. Uh, since then, another one has dropped. Loving the direction of the album, can't wait to hear the rest of it. But do you want to tell us, like, sort of who you are, what you play in the band, a little bit about the band before we get into all that? Yeah, so uh, my name is Shane, uh, and I play guitar and I sing. <laughs> uh, I'm Quentin, uh, I am the drummer. Uh, my name is Garrett. I oh, knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Garrett. Oh, okay. Well, my name is Garrett, and I play the bass. And I'm David, and I also play guitar. Awesome. Great to have you. Um, and then, do you want to tell us a little bit about the new album that's coming out? Uh, what's what's sort of the, the theme of it, the focus? What's the new direction you guys are going in? Love to hear more. Yeah, so this time we decided to delve even deeper into our Pennsylvania roots. Um, so it's a lot of... Uh, about Pennsylvania folklore, uh, mythology, Pennsylvania imagery, and just kind of the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch culture um, that we grew up in. Um, it does obviously also cover just personal issues that we have, we've always done, but I kind of like to bury that in uh, kind of goofiness. But the overall theme um, is going to just be Pennsylvania. Oh, love that. Very unique uh, theme. I mean, that's kind of what hooked me. I was like, oh, Pennsylvania Focal, that is something I haven't heard before. Yeah, we kind of wanted to... So, like, when you think of, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you think of California. And when you think mm -hmm. of Clutch, you think of, of Maryland. And we kind of wanted to go that route because those are kind of experiences that, like, a lot of people don't know or don't get to experience. So we get to share mm -hmm. that with people. That's very cool. Uh, what, what the band's background? How did you form in the first place? So it was about a decade ago, um, and it was started by myself, um, David, and um, our old bass player, Seth, who just recently left. Um, he just moved. Everything's all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and another individual. Um, we sort of like early on in high school, um, just for fun. We didn't really have like a a sound yet we didn't really know what we were going for we just wanted to play music um but we were in the metalcore scene um because that's just what was in our area um so it was really hard to get people into what we were doing because all the shows we play were just metalcore and we are not right. that um but then probably about what was it quentin maybe like a a year into us being a band is is when you joined Yep, yeah, I joined about a year in. Um, first coming in as kind of just like a fill-in drummer for some live shows, and then, um, yeah, then kind of joining on permanently and uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, just playing this long, it just kind of it, it clicks. Um, but just for those that do not know, 
um, David left maybe, I, I, I don't know how long it was into the band. I want to say maybe three or four years, something like that. And he went off to college. Um, hmm. And then we just maybe had like one or two or three other lead guitar players kind of come in and out over the years, but we really didn't have one. And we just kind of rocked as a, as a three piece for a while. Um, and then uh, just this past year and a half, our bass player moved like 10 and a half hours away. So you can't really keep that going. Um, so we got uh, Garrett, who is uh, Quentin's brother. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's awesome. Keep it in the family. <laughs> yeah. <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, the area that you're in, in Pennsylvania, whereabouts is that? I mean, I, my geography with Pennsylvania is pretty terrible. Whereabouts in the state are you based? It's South Central. Um, so if you just look at a map and look at Harrisburg, it's pretty mm -hmm. much just south of that. Um, it's kind of in the Amish country. So there's a lot of farms, um, you know, we're, okay. we're, we're about, uh, two and a half hours from Philly and like three and a half from Pittsburgh. Okay. So a distance to any sort of like really large city. Yeah. Which is, I guess the issue that you're mentioning with the, the live scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we just had to kind of get into wherever we would best fit and metalcore is what it was. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I I've seen those pairings a few times in in local scenes when the with the I grew up in the country in smaller towns and cities uh, in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so I understand the whole music scene where bands play with who, what they can get type thing. I, I've I've seen a lot of those shows where it's like, why are these guys playing together? Like, oh, right, because there's nowhere else to play and no one to play with. Yeah, exactly. And, and our area too. I mean, for those that don't know, it's August Burns Red is from around here. Um, same with Texas in July. So especially like when you go back like 10 years ago, you can really see why people like there was an actual scene for that because they are from this area. So there was actually a lot of prominent metalcore bands from here. Okay. I did not know that. That's awesome. Good to know. Um, I guess like, uh, the Amish thing, I'm, I'm going to have to ask about that. Does that, I mean, obviously I see in your logo, you've got something that you described in the, in the band camp description is, being an Amish hex or something like that, right? Uh, do you mean for like the single, like the, the song Amish yeah. hex? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it, it has to do with like a lot of imagery and it's also a story. So here's kind of where that comes from. So on barns around here, you'll mm -hmm. often see like a, just a colorfully painted circle on them. Um, okay. And they're called Dutch hex signs. Um, and they just kind of have a long tradition of I, I, back then they were kind of like quote unquote spells to kind of ward off um, just evil, evil spirits. Or if you wanted your um, crops to grow well, that, that's kind of like what they were for. Now it's kind of more of just like an art form, um, okay. but they're kind of associated with that. Um, so the story we wrote was just about. Um, an Amish child who is being picked on um, by the outside world. They call it like the English world, um, but picked on by the outside world. And mm -hmm. eventually he finds a book um, uh, in the woods called the Hex of Penn's Woods, um, which summons an Amish wizard. And he uses that wizard okay. to punish the people who wronged him. 
I like that. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, a lot of the the lyrics are, is just just a lot of imagery from the culture. So like uh, uh, Disselfink is a line and that's a, a type of bird that's that's prominent in that uh, in that culture. Um, one of my favorite uh, desserts is shoe, uh, shoe fly pie, which is a Pennsylvania Dutch kind of like a molasses pie. Um, okay. But I just wanted to be really cheesy. So I have a line in there that's shoe fly die. Um, I just like to be kind of ridiculous with things, but I got to have a nod to like my favorite dessert and just kind of be goofy with it. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the fact that you work in so much personal stuff and then also the cultural stuff. And I, I feel like the album feels like uh, anyone can connect to it from that perspective, but you've brought a lot of yourself to it too, which is, it's a cool blend. Yeah, I think that's what we, I, I really, I, I don't know how the others feel, but I really feel like we're kind of hitting a, hitting a stride where it's just, it's very comfortable to to play with each other and it's comfortable to write. And and I think you're, every band is searching for a sound mm-hmm. um, and they want to just click and it took a while, but I really think we, we have finally kind of hit that. And then speaking of sound, you had a really cool collaboration that I thought was a great fit for the album um, on Laughter of the Dear Owl. Do you want to tell people who you had uh, appear on the track? Yeah. So we had uh, Brandon Yeagley of Crowbot. Um, Yeagley of Crowbot, sorry. Um, and it was just as simple as I, we wrote the song. I could just hear him on it. And I reached out to him and he was just, he was on board. Um, and it wasn't just him coming on and just, you know, tell me what to sing. I'll sing it and I'm done. He was really invested. Um he he really cared. He he actually was like, okay, let's get together and actually like work on this. Let's let's work this out and write it. Um, and that was just fantastic. Um, they're one of the reasons why we have a very energetic live show as well. Um, I went to see them back in 2014 before they released even their first record. Um, and when they got on stage and started playing, I'm like, this is what a live show should be. Like, this is so energetic and and fun and i'm like that's what we need to be like that's what we need to do that draws people in um yep. and mm-hmm. yeah it's just a dream come true ha- having them on and i very grateful like one of the nicest dudes i've ever met that's awesome yeah i think with live shows you, you, there's like three ways you can go that make them good you, you can either be highly energetic you can be super engaged with the audience or you can be really atmospheric and like an immersive yeah I agree. I, I think we try to cover all grounds. Um, we're working more on the atmosphere right now. That's something that we we haven't really had. Um, mm-hmm. We normally just you know got up super energetic and played and just be really engaged with the crowd. Like I'll normally jump off stage and just kind of interact with people, and that's always fun. And always just kind of look directly at people and just make it a fun show. But we we are starting to incorporate like some costumes into different songs. Um, so Amish Hex, we have that Amish wizard costume. So we'll kind of put that on for that real quick. Um, we have a song called Cannibal Cowboy. Uh, so I'll just pop on cowboy hats really quick. Um, <laughs> just just to kind of like add like that atmosphere, just make it a little, just a little more memorable. It's not like anything crazy get up, but it's just like you'll remember that. Yeah, yeah you'll definitely. Remember those Pens- Pennsylvania Cowboys for sure. Yes. <laughs> Authentic. 
So, I mean, I, I haven't actually asked this question yet, but wh whose inspirations sound-wise, who did you sort of base your music on? I think we're all going to have to talk um, just because yeah. we didn't, especially when we started, we never had a set, this is what we're going to sound like. Mm -hmm. um, we just had bands that we like. Um, so at least when I started, I was like pretty into like the kind of stoner doom rock. But at that time, I was also really into um the band him um mm -hmm. and also like thrash metal uh so i was really into like havoc and uh mega death um and it, it it slowly morphed into like that stoner rock doom scene um so the the big ones i would say are like crobot um mm -hmm. red fang uh, mutoid man and clutch but i i do think we all have our own bands that we really gravitate toward and we sure. all bring those influences together. So it'd be cool to hear from everybody else what they really dig. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I came in the band, it's similar, I mean, I, I knew nothing about the, the stoner doom rock community. Of course, you know, now, um, you know, if you'd ask me now, what, what are you listening to? It's, it's a lot of those things like, right. Like clutch and uh, King Buffalo, Mew toy man, like uh, those sorts of bands. Um, but yeah, when I came in, I mean, it was, Mostly, I was just a big fan of alternative, uh, a lot of '90s stuff like uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and and uh, and things like that, and that mm -hmm. kind of in inspired my playing style. And then um, it's been interesting, yeah, as you grow and and find new influences, um, you know how your own sound changes and then becomes a, a blend of a blend of all those things. You know, as far as adapting your own influences to kind of fit into your musical style and your community um, and your genre. And it kind of, you know, adds some uniqueness to it without trying to be like, oh, you know, we need to sound like this band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I was into, see, in high school, um, more like alternative metal stuff like Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace and Disturbed. Those have always been the big three for me. Um, mm -hmm. I still listen to them. Um, currently, I, I guess I'm into more heavier stuff. Uh, like, um, I've gotten really into this band Spirit Box lately, mm -hmm. um, Tool, um, there's this group called Star Set, they're not really, I mean, they can do some heavy stuff, but they're, they're, they kind of mix kind of degent and, um, electronic, it's kind of like cinematic type rock music, that's the way they describe it, um, they're mm -hmm. pretty interesting, um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm into at the moment. Um, it's I think it's a lot. I think it's pretty different from what the other guys are into. <laughs> um, but so I just take uh, take that style and uh, whenever I'm writing, I try to try to take some of those uh, techniques and fit them into our songs if if they work. And I think it kind of makes a unique uh, unique uh, pairing with uh, everyone else's interests. Yeah, that brings some diversity to the sound, which is nice to have. Yeah, uh, I I feel pretty similar to David in that my I would say that even now I still know just about nothing about the Doom Stoner rock scene. Uh, currently, I'm into the Crane Wives, which is like an alt folk group. Um, I like like nice. Muse is some of my heavier influence, but I yeah I'm still pretty fresh to the whole Doom scene, so not too involved with the genre, but I, I really dig it. I have a pretty diverse, uh, you know, music taste. So 
I think it's nice that you all have such different backgrounds, though, because that's that's how your music sounds so interesting. You all bring something different to the table with your writing. Yeah, it, and it, I feel like if you just like tell someone that, it does sound like it would be like a recipe for disaster if you just tell people <laughs> all these influences and you come together. But like, I, I feel like after playing this long, you kind of know how to make a song work, and mm -hmm. then all the influences I would say are more spices than they are the core. Um, yeah. Because if they were all the core, then I think it would be a mess. But then you just kind of have those <laughs> spices, and then it kind of just makes it unique. Yeah, there's very few bands that can pull off like uh, those insane sound fusions. There's some that do, like obviously like Mr. Bungle and stuff like that. But um, I think a lot try, and it just sounds like a mess. But if, yeah, if you just take elements of each and work it in, as opposed to like taking the actual sound, it's it's a lot easier to make that work. Yes. Uh, and my co-host Brandon has just dropped in. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. 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 Was uh, running late on a couple errands, and then I was like, "Oh boy, James is calling <laughs> me." <laughs> um, so. I was. We kind of discussed uh, the band's new album, um, their inspiration, the sound. Uh, so I've asked a bunch of questions. If you want to ask a couple things. Oh, yeah. Well, I was curious about um, like the process of your own folklore. So you're talking about like the songs that we make up um, yes. and write about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kind of little world and stories that you've kind of created to get into um, all of this. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite parts. Um, it's it's really fun and, and it can be completely different how we come up with them. So I'll just kind of give a couple examples. Um, so for our song Cannibal Cowboy, that came about because kind of thought like, okay, so if you go into a store um, and you have those like really cheap like movie bins of DVDs that's just like random movies you've never heard of, like what would you find in there? And then thought Cannibal Cowboy, like you pull that out as like a B movie. Um, and so we just started kind of writing about that. Um, I kind of like, I, I like rhyming schemes and just things that sound nice together. Um, so for our, our new record coming up, we have a song called Mortician Magician. Um, and it kind of usually starts with just a name. Um, so I had Mortician Magician because that's, it's just kind of crazy, ridiculous, but it, it sounds nice. It rolls off the tongue. So then I'm yeah. going to write a story off of that. That's like ridiculous. So like, you know, he'll, one of the lyrics is pulling like a severed hand out of a hat. Um, it's just, it, 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 it's really goofy. I, I, I think with a lot of the songs too, I, we like to have them be um, tongue in cheek and, and goofy and fun, but we want everything that we do in the music to be serious. So right. apart from kind of like the lyrics and some like little goofy guitar bits and stuff, it, you wouldn't know, but I kind of like that because I feel like a lot of bands have that serious thing going, like pretty much most of them. And I get that, and that's awesome, but I just kind of wanted to do something different. Right. Or, or, um, you or you have bands that fully lean into goofy or spoof or right. comedy, and, and, and that's also really, really cool as well. Right. Um, but there's, I think there's a balance to it. Um, yeah. And I think, too, that we have... Um, I'm sure every area where somebody lives is like this, but at least here in Pennsylvania, I mean, 
everywhere you go, every small town you go to, they have their own like localized folklore. Um, and some of it's super goofy. Um, so sometimes we like to to pull elements of that into the songs, um, or just feel inspired by that to create something completely new. Um, right. Like 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 Shane kind of kind of came up with the this the deer owl um, hybrid uh, creature that the 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 new single is about. Yeah, yeah. And just to add one more thing, so like Appalachian Sasquatch that we wrote, that actually came about because my dad was telling me um, where he grew up, which is about like 25 minutes from me. Um, they, when he was in high school, they had a thing called the Pine Hill Creature. Um, and, you know, people would go out at night and they would see Bigfoot in the woods. Um, yeah. So people would come around with cameras and stuff and they were selling T-shirts but it turned out that the person who was selling all the merchandise just dressed up as Bigfoot, named it the Pine Hill Creature, and went around. Um, so that's where that song started. But yeah, we just kind of take like local little things or just like Quentin said, like it, the imagery. So like a just the deer owl creature that we made up. That's not anything that is like Pennsylvania folklore mythology, but it's just it's the imagery of it because we have so right, many deer right. I, I think i mean i might be wrong on this so you might have to fact check me but i'm pretty sure pennsylvania has the most accidents um involving automobiles and deer in the entire country um, you can see yeah that or like upstate new york or something you know like yeah oh, that's crazy so yeah that's really neat with like the being able to lean into the fun and creative all that you know like that that's definitely something that you guys shine on there. It's really cool. It is. And and if we need to get out something that's like on our chest that is like actually deep that we're struggling with, mm-hmm. I don't like to have a song where it's still just about that. I might have like a line or two that's in a song that I try to make it fit, but if if you're like kind of reading the lyrics, you might be like, "Oh, well, that was like a little dark for that song. So I kind of like to sprinkle that in. So like you're still getting that out and it's still serious, but I don't want it to like encompass everything that we do. Right. Like, cause your sound is very, is the serious part, but like everything else is all fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's definitely really cool. Um, what is your, uh, your favorite like folklore outside of uh, Pennsylvania? Ooh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Mothman from West Virginia. I know it's nice. kind of cliche, and he's gotten a lot popular, but I've always dug Mothman. Like, all right, everyone's getting on that Mothman ban- bandwagon now, but yeah. it's just cool. <laughs> Do you remember the Moth? Was it Mothman Prophecy or Mothman Chronicles? It's exciting to present something new to um, to other people. Even though, as a, as a smaller band like us, you know, even our recorded stuff is is oftentimes new to people live. <laughs> It's um it's fun to break that out, but um for me um I would say off of the the new record coming out um you know and it, it's fun to talk about because you know you know he people haven't heard it but the track list is out there and um Alien Spiders is is a really really fun one to play live um and as far as the rest of our catalog um I still I do love playing some stuff off of um off of Thundermouth I I love playing Appalachian Sasquatch live that's a really fun one for me. Um, and then it's also fun uh, to have to hear people sing along the Cannibal Cowboy 
Um, because, you know, we tell people, hey, come sing along. You know, the words are cannibal, uh, cowboy. You know, can you remember that? <laughs> so so people pretty much get it, you know, you know, pretty quick. And then you know, even if you're not into it, it's fun to just chant along cannibal cowboy. And, uh, you know, hearing hearing people shout that that chorus back to you is, is always a good time. Hell yeah. It's nice that when um, the, the crowd can engage and then, you know, it's like, it's really fun, man. It's cool when uh, bands are able to in- involve the crowd, you know? Yeah. We, we've been closing with that one. At least, I don't know, last maybe five shows or so or something like that. Um, and that, I think it's a really fun one to close with because of that crowd interaction right at the end. It kind of gets everyone, uh, it's kind of like a nice send off for the, for the oh, night. Yeah. People remember that too, man. Yeah, you know, we break out the cowboy hats, and then we got a severed arm on our merch table. I mean, people are ready for it. That's awesome. Uh, I, I I did want to before uh, Garrett says his favorite song. I did want to add before I forget for Alien Spiders. I just wanted to mention um, most of the lyrics um, for that song. I know it's not out yet, but when you do hear it, uh, most of the lyrics uh, were written by myself and. Um, uh, our old bass player who's no longer in the band um, uh, in fifth grade um, when we were really little and we wrote it over uh, Freak on a Leash of Corn, um, <laughs> and they're just re- like th- the words are alien spiders coming to get you bite your head off make a web um, so it's just we found those lyrics and we're like we gotta break them back so the song is super high quality but the lyrics on that one uh you, you'll find like some things like this literally sounds like a 10 year old wrote it and that's because it is and we thought it'd be really fun to just bring that out like hey i'm gonna take lyrics we wrote when we were 10 and just make a really kick-ass song over it and that's pretty cool see yeah, that's eating your own folklore again you know it's freaking cool i remember um shane and i used to play soccer together when we were younger and i remember him showing me that that uh rudimentary recording of that song and he might have had like an ipod or something that he showed me it on but um yeah that that goes that song does go back a ways <laughs> okay garrett i'm sorry um, honestly it sucks going last because you guys have said like all of my favorite songs to play live <laughs> but um honestly alien spiders definitely laughter of the deer owl i know quentin and shane already said those ones um homage text is also a great one to play i also particularly love playing the bass part in that song yeah so that one's a blast play live and i think off off of the thunder mouth i think horoscope is one we brought back kind of recently and i really love playing that one hell yeah nice i have uh i've got two questions for you uh one yeah. is, is is super simple the other one's a little more complicated uh first one is have you seen paranormal activity next of kin no nope Nope. Because, because no. it is literally, I, I saw it on the weekend for the first time, and it literally is about an Amish hex. Oh, they ripped this off. <laughs> <laughs> when did the movie come out? You know? Uh, tw- 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 2021. They did. We wrote Amish hex in 2019 before anything was announced. They must have had cameras in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that. You guys would appreciate at least the uh, like folklore side of it if you uh, if you do watch it because it's it's like this breakaway cult of Amish people that 
instead of uh, like being super Christian, like make offerings to the other side of the spectrum. I'm checking it out now. I'm going to have to. It was actually surprisingly good. Like the last few had been pretty trash, but I went into it with low expectations and was pleasantly surprised. Sweet. I wrote that down too. I'm going to have to check that out. And then the other question I'm going to ask is a little more complicated and feel free to answer this in whatever order you want. But if you were stranded on a desert island and you had nothing but a solar powered discman and three CDs to listen to on repeat until you got rescued, what would you have? Oh my God. Three CDs. Oh man, that's so difficult. Okay. Um... <laughs> All right, okay. Quentin, you go first. Okay, so one of them um, for me would be um, Cyberfunk by Mother's Cake, for sure. Um, nice. It's one of my favorite albums ever. Um, and then it, it's hard because, you know, I'm going to pick things that are probably more fresh on my mind um, than, like, historically, oh, I've loved this record. Uh, mm-hmm. But that one, um, the, the, the new Mutoid Man record, uh, mutants mutants might be one of those great album i don't I, I don't know how i can possibly pick a third um i would have to either pick um i might go sure I, I might get more bang for my buck if i go stadium arcadium the red hot chili peppers just because it's a double album um mm-hmm. it's a great record in my mind and then or yeah yeah or 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 um uh, see, I can't even pick or clutch tracker, but I don't know which one. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. That'll be those will be my three. Okay. Yeah, this is really hard, but I I honestly think I'm gonna have to do Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, um, because you get a lot of songs there. But I really like the variety. Um, I probably do Clutch's self titled because it never gets old to me. I still feel like I listen to it once a week. Um. And I, I don't get bored with it. Um, and then, yeah, the, the third one is always tough because th- that new Mutoid Man record I, oh, I've so been good. listening to. Not, that's my favorite of the year so far. Oh, like, it's, I, it's really good. I, I don't know. Like maybe the new like, you know, uh, Green Lung or Howling Giant or the psychedelic porn crumpets like those are seeming like they're going to yeah. be really good. Yeah, um, and it, I'm excited for those. Yeah, they might overtake Mutoid Man, but so far yeah. that's my favorite. But um, honestly, just for variety, because the Desert Island thing, I, I, I am thinking like I need variety. And so mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go with Modest Mouse's Lonesome Crowded West uh, for the last nice. one. Um, Love Modest I Mouse. Like, I feel like those three records will give me a good amount of a variety and those are records that i love uh it's Which, I... quentin i'm pretty sure you lost my cd for that by the way oh, I, i'm pretty I... sure I, I i gave it to you to borrow and i, I never no. got it back yeah, you definitely got it back i, I do I have your know. green leaf one still though i did find that oh you find you finally found it yeah the, the superior uh uh green leaf album right uh, that would... we're not going there <laughs> no okay. um well you know what never mind i don't have it anymore it's gone Actually, I, I, sorry, I don't want to cut off because I know the others need to answer. But between the two of you, I I, I want to ask you a question. Have you have you heard most of the uh, Greenleaf records? Some. Okay, then you might not be able to answer this. But if you can, do you either think 
trails and passes is like is the best record or hear the rivers if you can answer it i i'll say i remember rise above the meadow more than the others but it's been a minute since i've listened to them yeah i mean they're 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 all good (laughs) they are um i i'm trying to look here i the one that I'm familiar with was yeah, Echoes from the Mask, from a man. Yeah, we all have different ones. The new yeah. one. I guess that question will never I've get answered. I've listened to here here uh, the rivers and the other, but I don't remember them as much as Echo from a Mask, and that might be just because it's newer. Gotcha. That makes sense. Sorry, I don't want to get us off track. I just I need. That's to totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, definitely a great band. I'm actually probably going to pop them on later this afternoon now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. This is that today. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I have those in my wish list. When I looked it up, I'm like, they're there. I've heard it. But I don't remember. Who was next? Oh, um, I think I started saying um, about the, the three albums. Mine are probably going to be very different than Quentin's and Shane's, <laughs> but um, I'd have to go with Black Holes and Revelations by Muse. I'm just a sucker for Muse. I love them. Gotcha. And then for variety, I'd go with uh, Hits to the Head by Franz Ferdinand, just for that okay. pop rock. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's a good one. And then also for variety, I need I need my folk in there. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Fox Lure by the Crane Wives. All, probably okay. no, nothing that you're familiar with, but it's you know it's <laughs> stuff I'm gonna do. But yeah, definitely. I, I actually listen to uh, quite a bit of folk. Yeah, but I haven't. I, I actually don't know the Crane Wives. I'm gonna have to check them out. They're pretty much the only folk I listen to, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not a huge folk guy, but I, I just like them. I'm putting them on my list. I did too. I haven't listened to a single song. Um, three albums I would go with Phobia by Breaking Benjamin Life Starts Now by Three Days Grace and uh, Divisions by Starset okay is that everyone? I think it is right? there you go big spray across the band that's kind of nice to hear as I was going to say that's probably one of the most um, variety we've heard in a while yeah we sometimes get like extreme metal dudes on, and it's like three black metal albums or three death metal albums in a row. I'm like, do you want any variety? You're going to be there for like a long time. No, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you might be done by the time the album's over. Who knows? But it's true. <laughs> I just want, I'll just take Dope Smoker. I could just have three copies of it. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> so. I always liked, um, I, always, I always say um, the, uh, the Crow soundtrack. It's got a good spread. Yeah. The Rose soundtrack. Slow songs on there, but it, for the most part, it's got some really good tracks on there. The thing people never think to, to pick, because there's no rule against this with the question, but you can have a Greatest Hits album as well. And some well, people well like, Garrett, Garrett have one. The, the hits, hits to the Head is is a uh, Greatest Hits compilation. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I did have a... I do have to say, I did have a friend um, in high school who made his own mix CD. Uh, yep. It was 17 tracks. 
Um, and each of those 17 tracks was, was I would walk 500 miles. Um, <laughs> and it was the same track uh, each time. Um, and yeah, I'll, just three of those. Those CDs would be perfect. <laughs> um, I, I don't know which I, I love more, that or or Shane also is putting together a uh, Godzilla um, oh, yeah. soundtrack, just of all the versions of, of the song Godzilla uh, from Blue Oyster Cult. So, um, album version. Remix yeah, what the version. hell did I name that? Oh, I gotta find it. <laughs> Oh, I named it Billion Zillas. That's the yeah, because there's it. there are quite a few covers of that song out there. I mean, oh, was, uh, you could really make a playlist. Yeah, I have fifteen <laughs> in there right now, but <laughs> you could probably do the same thing for like the Ninja Turtle soundtrack, a uh, Ninja Turtle like song, the intro song. Oh man, yeah, sweet. It was <laughs> way back in the day. There was a, a little duet, little band, and um, they just did like little cafes and dumb stuff, you know, and. Um, they were like, oh, this is uh, an original. And then they're just like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm just like, God damn it. I'm going to be singing this all night now. Like, thanks, guys. That was great, though. It makes you laugh. I know that I, Bonded by Blood, that thrash band from like, they, they were like a pretty average thrash band that burned out pretty quick in like 2010 or something like that. But they did a thrash cover of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme song. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, that brings us to time, actually. Um, so last question I have for you guys is if people want to listen to your music, follow you on social, support you, buy merchandise, any of that stuff, what are the best places to do all of that? I'd say the best place is just going directly like if you want all those things, our best place is just probably going to our website, um, which is uh ww almosthonestofficial.com um, because that's going to have our album pre-orders. Um, it's going to have links to our band camp, um, all our social medias, which include like our TikTok and everything. Um, and we also have um, events, events, it, listings, yeah. events. And we have like an interactive map of because uh, I'm like a nerd for maps and stuff. I love like history and all that, all that jazz. But if you go on there, there's an interactive map of places we have been and played um, and like what the venue was and dates. We have bands we've shared the stage with. So if you want all things almost honest, our website's going to be the best. That's awesome. I have to check. I've got to check out the map now. Yeah, it's just covers like all the East Coast, but you can see like every place we've uh, we've played, and some of the venues are closed now. But that is cool. Every you also should... see the. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say every band should have this. This is really cool. They should. Yeah, we have like every like all the bands we've shared the stage with that are of note, and some of them are ridiculous. Like when we play with, uh, we have Alien Ant Farm, um, <laughs> uh, Moon Tooth, um, the Mike Dillon Band, featured JP of Clutch, uh, I Hate God, Escuela Grind, Cannabis Corpse, nice. um, Revocation. Oh my God, they hated us at the Revocation show. My God, we opened for yeah Tech Death, so it was just Art Spire <laughs> Revocation. Like we were not the band to open that, but anyway. That's, you did it. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time and can't wait for the rest of the album to drop. Hey, thank you so much for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. No it's problem. Great you guys. 
Yeah, you too. And then for anyone listening at home, just tune in next time and we'll have more guests for you. Do that.